Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. I never thought this this question, how would one lose a tortoise? It's a good question. I mean, how did they not think that was going to get over? We love watching the fat man dance. Oh my fucking god, he's Kamehameha waving the bats. He's not doing a good job with pulling the pictures at the right time. Well, you're an idiot, dude. Shut the fuck up. Well then, in one, two, three. Hello, greetings, guten tag, or however else you say hello, and welcome to VFTR 2.0. I am Chad. Coming to you today from my patio. I don't remember if I've done the show from my patio before, but I'm doing it from the patio today. But I am joined by my good buddy, the co-host with the mostest. We call him around here, Big Baby Daddy Diesel. Thank you, Dadalak. I am here once again from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And... I want to talk to you about something. When Uh-oh. was the last time you bought a bottle of Sprite? I could not tell you. Yes. So, Emily wasn't feeling good this morning, so I stopped at the local Quick Trip, and she asked for a Sprite. So I went to buy a bottle of Sprite. Last time I bought a bottle of Sprite, it was in a green bottle, and it was very distinctive, and... It was pretty much their brand. When you look into the cooler, you see that green bottle, you know it's Sprite. Well, today I'm looking, I don't see a green bottle. And then all of a sudden I see this clear bottle with a label that's kind of clear and green. And it says Sprite. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, is this like Sprite Zero? Is this like not regular? What's wrong with this Sprite? And so now I guess it's in a clear bottle. It really freaked me out. Like I sat there in the store for like a minute. I'm like, I know if I get diet Sprite, I'm going to be really mad. So like, yeah, I, I don't know. So my thing is, do you think it's bad for their branding that they changed the color of the bottle? Because I do. Like, I feel like they were synonymous with that green bottle. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I guarantee around Christmas time, I will go to buy Sprite because that's the thing I always have to take to family gatherings. And I always know right next to the Coca-Cola, the green bottle of Sprite. What? They changed it to clear? This was a 20-ounce bottle, so I don't know if they did it to the like two-liter bottles. Well, they always start with the 20-ounce bottles, and then that always does go up all the way to the top usually. So, no, it's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. I'm... I'm never going to be able to find Sprite again. And I'm always going to think I'm buying Diet Sprite, which is the worst soda besides Diet Mountain Dew yeah. on the planet. Yeah, so it's it's weird. It just really freaked me out. I did, like It really made me stop in the store and be like, am I buying the right thing? Like, And then Coca-Cola, did, I mean, they're both Coke products. But they did the same thing. They changed their bottles so their label like looks almost exactly the same as Coke Zero. Like They intentionally try to trick you. Like, I was at the store one time, same thing, buying one, a Coke for Emily, and the cashier goes, are you sure you want to buy this? Because this is Coke Zero. And I'm like, you're right, I don't. Why did they do this? Like, the difference is the Coca-Cola, or the the lettering in Coca-Cola is red or black. 
between which one. Otherwise, everything's exactly the same. Just uh, I, I, Diesel, I hear you, man. I don't, I don't like any of this at all. What about the things back in our day? Stop changing the things from back in our day. Right? Little subtle changes are okay. But, like, when you just, like, totally just throw you off like that, not cool. I don't like that I learned that Sprite no longer is in a green bottle. That really bothers me, actually. I'm now going to look the next time I go to a gas station and shake my hand at the clouds when I see that it isn't in a green bottle. Or if it is in a green bottle, then I'm going to call you a liar. I will take a picture of this bottle when I when we're done recording and send it to you. All right. That is, that is a necessity. We'll post it on the Twitter just to prove it. Okay, Diesel. Well, enough beating around the bush in our opening foray. Let's get into our first segment and our only segment, besides the final segment. It's time for hashtag TRT, otherwise known as Top Rope Topics. So, it's another all-pro wrestling edition of VFTR 2.0, because... Once again, we had one week off where there wasn't just a buttload of pro wrestling to cover. And now, once again, this weekend, there is not one, not two, but three pay-per-view slash live premium events between WWE, NXT, and AEW. So Diesel and I are going to go in sequential order, do some predictions, and talk about each of these upcoming shows. So Diesel, you have the floor. Okay, so the first show of the weekend is WWE Clash at the Castle, which is in Cardiff, Wales, which is just across the pond in England. And yeah, it is at, I think it's noon central time. That's all I care about. Wherever you live, you can do the conversion there. But uh, yeah, so... I, I doubt that these matches are in order and they have what's probably going to be the main event as number one. So I'll start from the bottom and go up. First match they have is just a tag team match and it's Edge and Rey Mysterio versus The Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley. And obviously, Dominic Mysterio is with Edge and Rey, which is... Ruthless Aggression Era tag team right there. I like it. But, uh, yeah, what do you think? Like, how much – I know that you haven't really been watching, but, like, how much have you been invested in this product since Triple H has taken over and, like, paid more attention to, like, what's going on? I have 100% paid more attention to everything that's going on in the product. I have yet to actually watch a Raw or SmackDown – but I have been on the cusp multiple times on Hulu looking at it going, you know, maybe I could throw this on. And then either I think of something else that I forgot I haven't watched yet or Cooper like needs something from me and then I go on to something else. But I've been on the cusp multiple times recently, but I have been paying very close attention to what's been going on and also watching like little YouTube clips to see the things that I actually really wanted to see. Like I did watch the whole inner or exchange between edge and Kurt Angle from this past week's raw because that was awesome. he, he brought back the signs and it was absolutely hilarious and just classic comedy right there it was uh way better than it deserved to be yeah oh 100% like it, but... all, it, it tied that whole thing in a little bow I mean, the only thing that was missing was Christian 
Yeah, he's in another company right suit. now. <laughs> and the chicken suit. Sorry, I started the you suck chant. But fun yeah, fact, <laughs> you still suck. <laughs> but in regards to this match, I'm actually kind of intrigued by it. I like the fact that this is kind of the slow burn of Dominic ch- or turning on Ray, especially with Ray picking Edge over his own flesh and blood. Instead, he chose his tag partner that he's known for 20 years, but Dominic's been around for 25 years, so he's known Dominic longer, technically, but it's neither here nor there. And apparently Dominic likes you know, a little rough, apparently, because he's now very into this whole Rhea Ripley thing. So I think Judgment Day wins this match because I think Dominic turns here at Clash of the Castle. I think it's the right time. We've been waiting for it for forever, so let's do it. Yeah, I feel that's what they want you to think. I'm not saying that's not what's going to happen because I kind of agree with you that it feels like, I mean, that's what should happen because it feels like maybe it should have happened like a year ago. I just didn't have like good, like creative in place to do it. Part of me wonders though, and it wouldn't make any sense. And this would be more Vince McMahon logic. If, uh, Edge has really been a heel this whole time and in charge of Judgment Day, and he's the one who turns and goes back because this wasn't a Triple H decision to pull him out. And then you keep Finn Balor in there, too. I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting, but I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Judgment Day and Dominic winning because that seems like the safer bet. But either way, I was going to pick Judgment Day because somebody's turning, I feel. It's going to be shenanigans. Rey Mysterio is going to get screwed. He always gets screwed. Has Rey Mysterio ever been a heel? Mm. I don't think he's ever been a heel. I mean, he was quasi-heel a little bit in WCW after he lost his mask. Yeah, but I mean... We don't talk about those years anyways. Well, yeah, but like it wasn't like, I don't know. He was more, it was the faction he was in was a heel. It just, it's like Rob Van Dam has never been a heel. Some people are hard to hate, man. And, uh, you know, hating Rey Mysterio would feel really wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could bring myself to hating Rey Mysterio. I don't, you'd have to do some real dastardly shit. If, all right. So here's a question. How do you feel about Judgment Day as a whole then right now? With Finn Balor and Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, I mean, they're definitely on better footing than they were a month ago. I feel like uh, Finn Balor feels a lot stronger than he did as far as the last pay-per-view, SummerSlam. Um, I don't know. I feel like they have plans for them, and... So I am a fan. I am rooting for them as a whole to become actually a really like great thing. And then you look back five years from now, 10 years from now, and like this faction was actually something of note. That's what I'm hoping for. So I, as I said, I haven't actually sat down and watched a uh, full raw or SmackDown, but I have been watching a lot of the judgment day segments on the YouTube and I won't lie. It really won me over. I really wasn't digging it when it was Edge sitting in his chair. And I I was letting it breathe. I wasn't like bitching about it or anything like that. But I think how it's evolved and where it's come to at this point is actually really enjoyable now. 
And I, I think it's going to be one of those factions that we look back on and we go, ooh, that was a really rough start. A lot like the New Day when they came out and they were like actual like Southern Baptist preachers for a second, it felt like. And But now look at the New Day. I think Judgment Day really has a chance to go down as one of those factions. I mean, that's, exa- that's the best comparison. That's what I was thinking, too. Like someone I had Rocky start, but then like kind of repackaged and yeah as long as they don't go spooky which i mean they could i guess because finn balor like demon and stuff like that and damian priest too kind of a little bit you know and nxt at least for halloween was kind of (laughs) spooky but he did he did wrestle in a you know zombie match one time that too so i mean but i mean i'm sick of spooky let's just like keep them like dark like they are. Yeah. I'm, I really honestly, and this is a whole different topic as well. We don't really need to dive into it, but I kind of hope the demon's dead. I don't really want to see Finn Balor as the demon ever again. The demon will never die. But like, if I had my choice of booking it, like he would be dead for right now, but he would make a return, and but that would only be because he lost. Finn Balor loses a buried alive match, and like at the end, like Undertaker Goes full Undertaker, game. yeah, yeah, that would be. I, I, I'd accept that. Fine, that's the only way. But we have to fully lean into the gimmick then, and he's not yeah. Finn Balor at all anymore. He's just the demon. Yeah, he's not like the Hurricane, where he's Shane Holmes and the Hurricane. What are you talking about? Shane Helms was never the hurricane. I know. Anyways, moving on. Next match is a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, which is champion Gunther with Ludwig Kaiser versus Sheamus with the Brawling Brutes, Rich Holland and Butch, which... Rumor has it Butch is going to get turned back to Pete Dunne, and he should. <laughs> Please. But uh, who you have and why? And why are you excited for this, like, big brute match? Well, why I'm excited for this match is because whether you call him Gunther or you call him Volter, the guy can flat out fucking bat- bruise people and also is in the best shape he's ever been in in his entire life. Like, he is, like shredded right now and then you got Seamus Seamus has been in the best shape of his entire life for his entire life yeah for pretty much is yeah the past like you know you know 20 years of his life he's been in the best shape of his life and also Seamus will straight kick your fucking head off and this is gonna not this isn't even gonna be a pro wrestling match this is just gonna be a fight like this is the kind of match that I enjoy this will be like a progress match like old school Walter versus Sheamus and I can't be happier for this kind of match this is this is the kind of match that I tune into WWE to see I think that they're still building Gunther so I think he wins but I wouldn't be surprised if Sheamus wins honestly this is I think the most up in the air match for me I could go either way I wouldn't be surprised if this is the match of the night because of the crowd I mean, like, both of these guys are no stranger to the British independence scene. And we are going to be in Cardiff. I feel like 
the crowd is going to go nuts for this match, and it's going to be even better for them. It's a Triple H booked match, so I feel like he's going to let them go, and it's going to be heavy hitting. I mean, I agree with you, Gunther's going to win this match, but like, it's not going to be easy, and yeah, Sheamus, though. Think about how long Sheamus has been around. It's been a long time. Yeah. Sheamus is Sheamus has got to be a Grand Slam champ by now, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely a Grand Slam champ. Definitely he said, Grand Slam. Yeah. He said the Intercontinental and the U.S. titles. He said four world championships, tag team titles with uh, the bar. The bar. Five times. Yeah. All Sheamus. Right. Yeah. All right, here's a question for you, then. Would you rather be chopped by Gunther or brogue kicked by Sheamus? And, uh, dude, I feel like probably brogue kicked just because I feel like if I get chopped by Gunther, my heart's going to stop. Yeah, but if you get brogue kicked... I might just need, like, facial reconstruction surgery. I'd still be alive. Gunther is gonna cave in my chest. Ah, uh, I mean, really, I don't, I don't want to say either of them. Honestly, I, I think I'd take the chop. I have more fat on my chest than I do on my face, and like Seamus's boot would be the size of my head. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. I'm excited for this match. I'm very excited for this match. This I could see this being match of the night. Even if it isn't crowned match of the night, I, this could be the crowd's match of the night. Because you're right. They are going to be eating this up. And the next match could also be match of the night because it's a singles match between, yes, I'm saying it, Matt Riddle. He got Matt back. And Seth freaking Rollins. He still has the freaking in his name. Um, yeah, this match is definitely going to be a fucking banger. Did you see their promo from Raw? Oh, yeah. It wasn't even like uh, Seth Rollins' like promo where he, like, he just starts laughing. He's, it felt real. It felt raw. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh- I mean, the, I love that the fact that the WWE just said, hey, we're not actually going to go back to TV 14. We're going to stay at PG. And then on Monday Night Promo, they bleep how many uh, fucks in one promo? Like, at least four? And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're still PG TV. Don't worry, though. It, we bleeped it. They don't know what we said. It just makes me think of the DX promo where they, like, did it like they were the presidents. They're like, yeah. we can't say these words after 8 p.m., then we can't say these words after 9 p.m. <laughs> it did. It felt like, yeah, we're we're definitely still a PG company. But oh yeah, no, he was oh he was saying duck. It just it was fine. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like they did a really good job building this feud, like at SummerSlam, with Matt Riddle being concussed. I don't know if it was legit or not, but I mean, obviously, he came out and they had that little brawl. And then he got curb stomped, which probably didn't help his concussion. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, this is crazy. I I mean, I feel like Seth Rollins is going to win unless 
like Randy Orton comes back. I don't even know what his injury is right now and how, how long he's supposed to be out. Um, but I still feel like they're still going to be aligned when Randy Orton comes back. Um, maybe Cody Rhodes has a freak recovery like John Cena and he's back and he costs Seth Rollins this match. Or he just like shows up after Seth Rollins wins. And I don't know. I can see someone like, like they're, they're going to make this show like really big. I feel like because first, of the first pay-per-view yeah. in the UK and how long, like, of course yeah. they're going to go balls to the walls for this show. So I feel like something's going to happen, but I feel like Seth Rollins is going to win. Seth Rollins has got to win, right? There's no way that Seth freaking Rollins loses four pay-per-view, four pay-per-view matches in a row. Because, I mean, his last pay-per-view opponent before Matt Riddle would have been Cody Rhodes, and he lost consecutively three times in a row. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I don't know. It's Matt Riddle, though, and, like, he's been built up even before Triple H took over, and Triple H was always a big Matt Riddle guy in NXT. Like, he pushed him hard. I mean, these are both Triple H guys. That's what's hard about this. Like, I don't know. But, yeah, I feel like Seth Rollins does have to win because his thing with Cody Rhodes isn't done yet, apparently. And, yeah, so. If, like, but especially with this last promo, Seth Rollins is is definitely the asshole in this situation. So oh, yeah, for sure. Matt Riddle should win well, this by the build I mean, of the story. If you actually look at it, Matt Riddle's kind of the asshole in the situation. I mean, why did his wife and kids leave him? (laughs) Seth Rollins was just telling it like it is. Like, Seth Rollins, his wife and kids are still with him. (laughs) I'm just saying, playing devil's advocate. If you think about it, Seth Rollins didn't really say anything that wasn't true. And, I mean, he didn't bring up anything until Matt Riddle brought up Becky, and and then he stopped laughing. Yeah, I love it, but yeah, I think so far we're exactly the same, so it's probably not going to go anywhere. Bet on every one of the other people. (laughs) But uh, moving on is the next match is a six-woman tag team match, and it is Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, and yeah, who do you got and why? I I think the faces have got to go over. I I I think well, no, no. Is this whole show going to just be won by all the bad guys? Or like cuz Triple H is in charge, he's just going to go, "No more of this faces always winning stuff." Because I also feel like Dakota Kai, Bailey and I EO Sky have to win this match, especially after EO and Dakota lost in the tournament. Yeah. Which I feel like was bad call actually like I've heard you should never have any gold I'm sorry but if so if Sasha Banks and Naomi are coming back like they couldn't have squashed Io Io Sky why do I keep saying Io Io Sky and Dakota Kai that would have pissed us all off a lot more than if they come back and squash uh Aaliyah and Raquel Raquel Rodriguez because she, I don't know why, I don't even know why that is that racist that they did that. Think about it, maybe a white a man doing that. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with Gonzalez. 
I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you that the heels have to win this match. And unfortunately, I think Alexa Bliss is going to be the one to take the pin. It makes but the most sense. She's not really involved. Yep. It's definitely not going to be Bianca Belair. And yeah, I mean, I guess Oscar could take the pin too, but I don't know. I see this match. Triple H ladies as well. Yeah, I could see this match. I think it'll be a lot of fun, but I think this is also going to kind of be the piss break match in some ways where these, some of these other matches are just so like big contenders and such like hyped matches that the crowd is going to need some point to just take a breath. And unfortunately, I think that will be this kind of match. So I think it'll be some fun spots, but I think this is kind of going to be a little bit more of a just boring match to give the crowd a moment to breathe. It'll be a hot crowd regardless, though, the whole time. Uh, yes, I agree. This is, the crowd is going to be really hot. They usually are when you go across the pond. Um, the next match, which is the penultimate match, at least on this list, is singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, and it is champion Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. And who do you got, and why? And why are you excited for this match? This match for obvious reasons. I I got Liv. I think that Liv Morgan is kind of going down the bad guy route, where she's. Like, she cheated to win last time, and she's kind of been a jerk this whole time for this build as much as I've seen. As I said, I haven't, you know, fully watched an episode, but from what I've been told, she's kind of playing up the fact that she, you know, outsmarted them, even though she didn't and she just got lucky. But that's neither here nor there. And so I think that Liv beat Shayna Baszler here, but once again, through shenanigans. Not, not. In the, I think Liv gets her ass tossed around the ring once again, and a lot like her contest against Ronda Rousey, just... Gonna get battered and bruised, but she's gonna come out with the victory. Well, finally, we have uh, a differing of opinions because I think that Shayna Baszler is gonna win. I think, I mean, they already told the story that Liv Morgan isn't as good as Ronda Rousey. And Shayna Baszler went in NXT was the most dominant NXT Women's Champion of all time. I just think that she's never been a champion in WWE besides the Take Team Champion with Nia Jax. We don't talk about that. We do that not talk about horrible that. Horrible time. But uh, I think it's her time. I think she's Triple H's like favorite women's wrestler. And I don't know. I think he's gonna give her the belt. And I think the big money match is Shayna versus Ronda. I think that is. I definitely agree. That's the big money match, but I don't think we need to get there yet. I think we can. I think Liv Morgan's still got legs. I think that the crowd loves Liv Morgan. And I think that they taking the belt off of this behind quick. Her, aren't as behind her as they were before she won the title. And so I kind of think that might be another reason they might change it here. I feel like it. it is kind of 50-50. Like, I feel like you can go either way, and I don't think... I mean, there will be people that complain about Shayna Baszler winning because she hasn't been booked well on the main roster. So if you do put it on her right now, like, you could have an argument why, 
like it was a bad decision, but I don't think it would be a bad decision because I think she is a very good champion. Like when she was NXT champion, like she was really good for that belt. Yeah, I mean, you can have a lot of good matches with Shayna Baszler, the Queen of Spades. I don't. I know that the crowd isn't as behind her as when like she wanted, and maybe she is another person who's better chasing it than actually as champion. But I don't know. I just feel like Liv still has a little time, and we could do this title change at a different spot. But also, I feel like we have to have at least one big title change on this card, and I don't think the main event's going to be a title change, even though there's rumblings of it happening. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is Shayna's time, and they do have the one big headline, but I'm going to stick with Liv. So speaking of the main event singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship Roman Reigns champion with Paul Heyman versus Drew McIntyre and so you're already saying that you think Roman Reigns is going to retain I do I just this reign has been so prolific already and I know that people are getting sick of it but we're not at the sick enough of it yet point and Drew Mac beating Roman I don't think is it's Drew Max already over. We don't need Drew McIntyre to beat Roman Reigns. We should be putting someone new in that position or someone who hasn't ascended to that level in the eyes of everyone else. Like whoever beats Roman Reigns is like a huge effing deal. Like I don't want it to be a shenanigans win. I don't want, I wanted a clean victory and I just don't think it's time. And Drew Mac is just not the guy, not that he's not, world championship material and shouldn't be champ again at some point. I just don't think that it is. And I know it'll, the crowd will be sad, but. Are you saying you would prefer it to be carrying cross? Yeah. In a lot of ways. I think that makes more sense. What about Cody Rhodes? Would you be happy if it was Cody Rhodes? I would also be happy if it was Cody Rhodes because I know he's, you know, already been a star everywhere else, but he was a mid he was a mid Carter champion in WWE when he was there, and him beating Reigns like does solidify him as the new face of the company. So I would be fine if it was Cody Rhodes or Karrion Cross. I feel the same exact way as you do, but I am going to go with my head over. My heart, which I my heart feels like they should stick with Roman Reigns. I had the same Drew McIntyre, just because of the fact of everything that they're doing that's anti Vince McMahon, giving people names back, calling uh, medical facility hospitals again, saying they're wrestlers and it's wrestling and. It's not just sports entertainment. Like, all this stuff, I feel like I technically we're not in Drew McIntyre's hometown. We're in his home continent. I feel like they're going to try to do away with that so it's not so obvious every time you lose and you're at home. I feel like they're going to give it to Drew McIntyre, and I think if they do, it is kind of a mistake because I agree with you. I just don't think that Drew McIntyre is the right person to do it. And, like, 
everything you said is correct. I love Drew McIntyre. He's a great wrestler. He is a good champion. He's proven it. During the pandemic, he held the WWE title and made it feel, like, special. Like, NXT champion, he was great. It's just, I don't know. He built Roman Reigns up so much. I feel like to not have somebody beat him that exactly is like at the top and just needs that little lift to get over and being Roman Reigns would be huge for somebody like uh carrying cross or Matt Riddle or like even Cody, you know, Cody technically doesn't need it in his story. It would be better. You know, like he finally reached the top and he beat Roman Reigns to do it, which actually means he left the company and became like, better and that was his goal and i mean you can say the same thing about drew mcintyre his story was already told so i think they're going with drew mcintyre but if they do i do also feel like it's a poor decision if and if you do go with drew mac then where do you go from there carrying cross but then carrying cross loses right away right like yeah. or maybe maybe drew mcintyre says fuck holding both of these titles. The only title I care about is the WWE championship. And I'm going to give the uh, universal title back to raw or SmackDown. I don't even know what he's on right now, but you know what I mean? So, cause they keep on talking about how they want to split the titles. I don't think they're going to have like what they should do is have a match where one title's on the line with a triple threat match and then immediately have a match with the other titles on the line or something like that. Or like even, yeah, know, even back, like a, just like back what? when Kurt Angle held the Euro continental belts, he had both of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And we faced Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit in a triple threat match. Yeah. It's a two fall match. One title is up on the line for each fall. Yeah. Like, that's what Angle came in do. with two belts, left that. with none. I feel like they're definitely just gonna. Drew McIntyre is like, I don't need both these belts. Here you go, you know, or something like that. So I feel like maybe carrying Cross because I mean, technically he's only been on SmackDown, but he's not technically on a brand, is he? You can I don't put him on so. Raw, and he he can win that. But then also, I could see Kevin Owens winning that, and like. I don't know. They have a lot of things that could branch off of this. Roman Reigns could go away until Royal Rumble, you know, and when he comes back, even though he's still going to be like head of the table, he's going to get a huge pop. And I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, even like turned heel immediately once again, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that could branch off with it. I don't know exactly where they're going to go, but I have faith in Triple H. I have faith in Triple H as well, but I think taking the belt off Roman Reigns right now after how prolific this title belt at, or run has been would be the biggest mistake that they could make. Just really, like, I love Drew Mack so much, but I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And then it also, like, him beating uh, Roman Reigns kind of diminishes a lot of the other competitors that Roman Reigns has like already beat at this point. Like it just, I don't know I, if he wins, I don't think it can be clean. And if he wins unclean, then I just hate it even more. Yeah. I felt the same way kind of about Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker and being a streak, but what they did with Brock Lesnar worked for Brock Lesnar. They just made him indestructible after that. Can't do that with Drew McIntyre. So Yeah. 
Like if they could do that with Drew McIntyre, then it wouldn't be so bad. But they don't. He doesn't. He's flawed in that way where he he can be almost that guy, but with being there full time and being who he is, he has to lose sometimes. So he's not a guy that can hold the title for two years like Roman Reigns either. So no, and we've built the title up so damn much. Don't do it, Triple H. Don't give it to Mac. He's got to lose in his home country. I know they're going to be sad, but all the heels need to go over on this show. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. Okay. Well, the next show on of this weekend is on Saturday, or no, Sunday, sorry, September 4th. And it starts at 3 o'clock Central Time. Once again, you do the conversion. You're smart enough. You're listening to this show, so I have faith in you. But anywho, it's Worlds Collide, which is taking place from Orlando, Florida at the WWE Performance Center. And before we even get into the matches, I'm excited because this feels like it could be like an NXT takeover. It really does. And I also am very excited for this because this is the first time ever, because now the Triple H is in, in charge. NXT is actually canon. And we had crossover from the main roster to NXT this past week with people, former champions coming back to say, you have to, you know, defend this glory of this belt that I held before, which is wild because there's never been any recognition of these people being former champions before. And so, yeah, I feel like this, this is the first NXT show that Triple H is putting his stamp back on for saying NXT 2.0. Yeah, it might be called that for right now still, but it's dead. It's like old Yeller. I took it out back. This is the black and gold black and gold brand in everything but colors. So for the Clash of the Castle, I felt I felt like I could definitely make somewhat of a a good prediction. And I'm looking at this card right here and I mean, I mean, I'm going to take a stab at it, but at the same time, like I am not confident in any match except for the main event. And even that, I am not 100% confident in. I'm pretty confident, but not 100%. Yeah, this Anyways, is throwing darts at a dartboard for these picks because I have no idea who, where a lot of these matches are going. So the first match is a singles match. And this is the first match in the best of three series between these two wrestlers. And it's, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, because I don't even know who this wrestler is. Axiom versus Axiom, Axiom versus Nathan Fraser. 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 I'm not even sure who Nathan Fraser is. The name sounds familiar. I'm sure I saw him wrestle a little bit in NXT because Sounds familiar, but I can't put a face to the name. I have no idea who Axiom is. Axiom is the former A-Kid from NXT UK. Okay. Well, that helps a little bit, but not much. Anyways, who do you The only thing that's really funny about this match is, as I said, I I also haven't watched NXT 2.0 at all. I, I plan to get back into it, but once again, new father, finding time. It'll get there. But I did see the clip from this match getting made from Tuesday night. And the best part about it 
is the fact that uh, Frazier came in and was like, hey, it's a real shame I didn't get to face A-Kid in NXT UK. And he was a really great wrestler. And Axiom was like, yeah, he was. That is a shame. And like, wink, wink at the camera, even though he wears a mask. And I just thought that was great. Like, once again, just little things like that to show that, you know, you're not treating us like we are idiots makes me a lot happier about pro wrestling. I don't like getting treated like an idiot. And it feels like we're past that point. Uh, Sidebar for you make your pick. Sidebar, ding. I was really going to grab the bell, but I forgot. Because I know, once again, I don't watch product, but uh, did you hear a couple weeks ago, I believe it was on SmackDown, Michael Cole made reference to El Generico in a Sami Zayn match. He didn't say Sami Zayn was El Generico, but he made reference to El Generico. And that is really creepy that in... WWE, El Generico is now canon. Uh, no, I did not hear about that. And B, I am now a little bit mind blown. I don't know what to say. I didn't think that's that's wild. Like Ever since Vince McMahon's retirement, I've become more and more a fan of Michael Cole. Like, yeah. and I didn't even know it was possible. Did I'm actually see- starting to like the guy. Yeah. Did you see him getting ragged on by Bailey the other day? No. Oh, he, she was in the crowd and she was just yelling ding dong at him. <laughs> he was like, hello, Bailey. And then he just tried to ignore her. She was just yelling at him. It's funny stuff. Funny stuff. I don't know. But SummerSlam, he killed it. But uh, so, yeah. Anywho, uh, who do you got for this match? Do you hmm. got I got Axiom or Nathan Frazier? I got Axiom. And I'm pretty sure they're doing a rounds match. So I think it's uh, like a three rounds match where it's like a two out of three falls. No, it's the best of three series. Best of this three is series. The first match in the best of three series, ah. which I said before I announced who the wrestlers were, but I didn't uh, hear that. That's okay. That's okay. I didn't, I didn't hear it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take Nathan Frazier just because it it's gonna go to three matches, so both of them have to win a match, and you're picking the other one, and just to make it interesting, I'm gonna go with the other guy. That's fair. I just like Axiom. He's a comic book fan and also apparently a mathematician. And that's his gimmick. Well, that's pretty cool. Anywho, next match is a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. And it is champion Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Ricochet. And this match could be a Will Ospreay-Ricochet type of match. Like... I don't know who I like this match. Like you think that it's going to be a retention for Carmelo Hayes, right? But it's Ricochet, and I could definitely see him winning this match and becoming the North American champion again. And I don't know, maybe bringing it up to SmackDown just so people can see it, and so it gives it a little bit more relevance and feels more special. And I don't know. I think I just talked myself into Ricochet is going to win this match. I'm going to go with Ricochet. Well, as I honestly have no idea who's going to win this match at all either, I do think this is going to be Triple H going, all right, you two, go out there. make. I want the internet a buzz. He's, I, that's, I think that's all he's going to say to him. He's like, I don't care what you do. You have 20, you have 20 minutes, and I want everyone on the internet talking about you. That's, that's all I think he's going to say to these two. 
I'm going to go Carmelo Hayes because you're picking Ricochet. But this is besides the Sheamus versus Gunther match from the day before. I think the most toss up where I have no idea this you could and either one winning makes sense and is a great storyline. And I think that if Ricochet does win, I hope you're right. I hope he does bring the title up to SmackDown and maybe just defends it like one time. But then, you know, obviously wins and defends it. But getting more eyes on NXT, like that's a good idea. And that might be the best belt to have in the company. It, I mean, arguably. I'm not saying that it is, but, I mean, it's in the argument for your best belt to have in the company. I really like the North American title. I go back and forth on it. I don't love it nearly as much as everyone else does, but I don't I, I don't dislike it. But I just think it's it's like there. Better than their toy championships and, like, yeah, the United States championship. That's a winner. Real winner. Um, I do like the Intercontinental title, though, now. I like that redesign. Yeah, but I mean, if in the last three designs of the Intercontinental title, where would you rank that? I'd rank it third. Yeah. I guess I probably would too. But I don't. It's like third, but just it's third just because the other two were like really good. This one's good still. I like, <laughs> like it. But yeah, it's the, someone's got to be third. I mean, you're right. But yeah. But like the U.S. title, do I don't dig it. I feel like they should just do an overhaul on all their belts. Sidebar. And go go with more of a classic look. You know, like, it's well. always better. Like, AEW isn't, like, super flashy, you know? Like, like Impact belts are fine, and they're not super flashy. You know, like, they, WWE tries too much. And speaking of that, like, I did catch, like, five minutes of Raw. When I was just flipping through the channels, and then I go... And I don't like that their barricades are all now the LED screens. It's like, it's it's too much. It's just too much. I get it. You have money. Stop throwing it into my face. But, like, I like the black, like, box barricades. I thought that I made them stand out because everyone else used, like, the bike rack barricades, you know? And I don't know. Just, I don't like it. I'm an old man. and Just shaking your fist at the clouds again. Okay, you did miss me say sidebar a while ago. Uh, no, sorry. But clearly sidebar ding. Uh, you must have missed. Apparently the belt guy Dan from Twitter said that there is an order from Triple H to basically redo all the championship belts. I did see that. I just heard the like top titles. I, I think they should just go back to like, Call it the universal title. I mean, it would be stupid, but like, bring back the big gold belt. You know, you could still call it the universal title if you want. You know, whatever. But I think one one of the championships should be the big gold belt. I'm just saying. I think they definitely need to up the prestige factor. Don't get me wrong; I don't actually hate the current belts, but they just feel so corporate. It's it's not even like. It, every other company, like even the UFC belt, which has the UFC logo, like pretty prominently on it, still feels like actually like a title belt. And now that we can go back to calling these things title belts, they should be feel like a title belt. And just having a giant logo on it without even having a spot for the person's name just drives me nuts. So I am very happy that we are going to do some sort of redesign. I know we're not going to get rid of the WWE logo on it anymore. 
I know it's still going to be prominent, but make it a little smaller at least, right? Yeah. I mean, the NXT title was cool, though. I mean, it still is. But, like, the original one where it just was NXT, that was the title, I actually like that. But Always made me think of the million-dollar title every single time. Anyways, moving on to the next match, which is a fatal four-way tag team elimination match to unify the NXT Tag Team Championship and the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. And we have the Creed Brothers, which is Brutus, no, Brutus Creed and Julius Creed, and who are the NXT Tag Team Champions, which I didn't know that, versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, who are the NXT UK Tag Team Champions, which didn't know that either, versus Gallus, which is Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. I do know them. Which is versus Pretty Deadly, who is Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. And I know who they are, but I've never seen them wrestle. But I know that they won the NXT Tag Championships like on their first night or something like that. And they're basically kind of a Zoolander gimmick, I think. I don't know. This match, I'm not excited for, but it's probably going to steal the show just because of that fact. Because it's a tag team match. And it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. I'm still not excited for it, though. Yeah, I don't know enough about any of these tag teams to get, like, super jacked about it. Besides do... Gallus. Yeah, I know a fair amount about Gallus. But as you're saying, you are right. This will probably be one of the matches of the night because tag team wrestling in NXT plus tag team wrestling in NXT UK plus Triple H being back in charge. Damn right, this is going to be a show stealer. I'm going to take... As a throwing a dart at a dartboard, I'm going to go with Pretty Deadly. As I said, I don't know a ton about any of these teams, but I really do like those two's look and everything I've heard and read about them and the few things I've seen from them has been quite impressive. So I'm going to go with them and just have new, completely new champions instead of either of the current champions retaining. Uh, you know, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, they introduced them like... Right at the beginning of 2.0, like they were, it was like the guys that were like the drinkers and in the bar. And like one of them was Bull Buchanan's son, Brooks Jensen. Um, but yeah, I don't know because I've never seen the Creed Brothers wrestle. I know who they are just from watching reviews and stuff like that. I know they're part of Diamond Mine that I feel. Like, from what I hear, sounds pretty awful. Um, I don't know. I don't want to pick the same people as you. So I'm going to go with Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs just because I think it can go any which way, really. But, yeah, I'm going to go with those guys just because. Huh? I, got, I got no qualms with that. The next match is a take team match for the NXT Women's Take Team Championship. And that is the champions, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Is that how you say your name? I don't know. Um, versus Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. And I'm just going to call it right now and say that Dewdrop and Nikki Ash are going to win the championships and change their name because that's kind of what the rumor is. 
And I think they're going to go back to Piper Nevin and Nikki Cross. And they're going to go insane. I feel like we're going to get uh, Sanity. No, it's not Sanity. Was it Sanity? What is? What was their group name? Yeah, Sanity. Yeah, we're going to get that Nikki Cross again, which, yes. <laughs> I would be definitely down for that. I do think that uh, the other women might win, though, and it will be because Piper and Nikki split up and they end up just turning on each other. And that's why they go back to their old gimmicks, not because they win the belts, but because they lose this match. Because also, apparently on Raw, there was footage of them fighting, arguing with each other in the background. I did not have that uh you're in mute now by the way um you did i did not technical difficulties folks technical difficulties okay well yeah i yeah so we're we're we're, i don't think we have the same one yeah we don't for anyone so far so somebody's gonna be a winner and somebody's gonna be a loser probably gonna be me Anyways, going on to the next match, which is a triple threat match to unify the NXT Women's Championship and NXT UK Championship Women's Championship. We have Mandy Rose, who is the NXT champion, versus Miko Satamura. I think that's how you say her name. NXT UK Champion Women's Championship versus Blair Davenport, who has no title. And yeah. Saying Miko's name reminds me of doing the news for, um, I can't remember what the show's called because I haven't done the news for five rounds pod. That's what it's called. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Dash Kirkby because it's been a while since his name has been said. It's been a while. I have Mandy Rose winning. I know that uh, she's not, I guess, probably the most... I, I mean, Triple H was a fan of Mandy Rose. She was in NXT for a minute. And uh, I know she's more of a Vince kind of wrestler, but she's also really fucking good at the wrestling. And I think that she deserves this win. And I think her unifying the belts is the smartest move here. I'm going to disagree with you once again. I'm going with Miko. Just because from what I know about her is she's really good. And I don't know. I just feel like they're going to put the unified championship on her. Isn't like she's been around for a really long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like when she she's been, I think, in the company for at least two years, but they put her right on UK, um, NXT UK. She's had some matches and the U.S. NXT, like, when she first debuted. Remember, like, William Regal made a really big deal about the signing, like, and he went over to Japan, and, like, they had, he did the Triple H handshake with her and everything like that. So, I don't know. They they talked her up as being a really big deal, and I feel like that was a Triple H narrative. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I can believe it, as I, I like this. We don't have anything the same for once, and because we both picked those two, B. Priestley is obviously going to win. Yeah, or Blair Davenport, but yeah. It's B. Priestley. All right, we all know who the fuck it is. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that she's actually like getting some recognition though. Yeah. Gotta love yourself and some Blair Davenport. They can bring back Tegan Knox, and then we can get a Blair Davenport versus Tegan Knox rivalry going. Hey, I'd be down. That's for sure. I've seen it a bunch of times, but I'd watch it again. I would as well. And moving on to the last match, or it should be the last match of the card. It is a singles match to unify the NXT Championship and the NXT United Kingdom Championship. And you have NXT Champion Braun Breaker versus NXT UK Champion Tyler Bate. And I would like to say that this is the one we're going to like both like choose the same person, but I'm not 100% confident on that. Like as much as I'm not 100% confident who's going to win it, but I think I was going to win. Well, first of all, before I pick a winner and everything like that, the NXT UK Championship going away is the saddest thing ever. And I know that it doesn't make sense for it to be the NXT Europe Championship because it's literally the sigil for the UK, but I don't care. That is the prettiest belt in all of WWE and one of the greatest belts of all time. And it's going away, and I'm very sad. Yeah, but at least it's going away with Tyler Bate, the original holder. There's only been four champions to hold that title. And to me, it was prestigious. And those four champions are forever going to be, like, in my mind, in a special category. But uh, who do you got in this match? Because, like, I'm leaning one way, but I could see it going the other way, too. I really, 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 really want Tyler Bate to win. I so badly want Tyler Bate to win this match. There's no way in hell that Tyler Bate wins this match, though, right? Like, don't get me wrong. This is nothing against Braun Breaker at all. Everything I've seen about him, everything I've seen from him, it's all great. He's a, you know, friggin' Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner combo pack into a younger superstar who can move like the Steiners did when they were young, and it's wild. He's wildly talented. But I love Tyler Bate. And him winning would just be so great. Like, have him win and put Braun Breaker on the main roster. Get him out of NXT. Like, give me Tyler Bate. Like, it's it would be so awesome. And to give NXT UK that one last little shot. Like, NXT UK is done. It's over. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be forgotten. After so many years, people aren't ever going to talk about NXT UK. Especially with NXT Europe going to be starting up. Like... This will be a footnote in history. So give NXT UK that one last shot and have the NXT UK champion beat the NXT champion. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm picking Tyler Bate to win this match. I don't think it's actually going to happen, but I'm doing it. Tyler Bate. Even Cooper agrees. She knows Tyler Bate deserves this win. Tyler Bate has put on some of the best matches I have ever seen in my life. And they were all on NXT TakeOvers. Except for, I mean, a couple were in NXT UK, but like uh, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne on multiple occasions have been amazing. Tyler Bate versus uh, Walter in NXT UK, I literally thought 
Tyler Bate was going to win that match. I feel like it's going to go that direction. Like, this match is going to go 35 minutes, and it's going to be big, strong boy, but he's just not going to have enough. He's not going to be able to hit that Tyler Driver 97 for the win. Is it 97? Yep. And, yeah, it's just... I don't know, because I do think that you're right. But, I mean, is there really a spot for Braun Breaker on the main roster at this very moment? Would it be wise to bring him up with, like, everybody that they're bringing back right now? Because he might, he might get lost in the shuffle. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very tough call. I really, really want Tyler Bate to win. But I'm going with what I th- thought, and I'm going with Braun Breaker. It's going to be a really good match, though, I feel. I feel like Tyler Bate is going to bring out the very best of Braun Breaker. Tyler Bate doesn't get recognized for being as good as he is. Like He's never in the conversation for top wrestlers in the world, but he should be because he is really fucking good. And he's been really good for like six, seven, eight years now. And he's still only in his young 20s. I remember watching him as an 18-year-old on What Culture Pro Wrestling. Yep. It was sad that they released Trend 7, too. Yeah, like Mustache, Mustache Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. Great tag team. Tyler Bates going to win. Put it on the books, folks. I, I want it. I want it. We've differed on every single match on this card. I'm going to get them all right. After the last one, we only had one match wrong, so... Oh, he, he might. I'm rooting for you. Go with me, folks. Now we're shifting to another show from another promotion. And it's going to be vastly different. And I am way more knowledgeable on this one because I watch the product week in and week out. And that is All Out taking place at the Now Arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, which... I wish they wanted to change it from the Sears Center. That was a way better name. But so better. Any, anyways, we are... This one looks to be different. I don't know, actually, because there's matches all over the place. I'm just going to go from 1 to 10. And this isn't going to be the full card. Dynamite hasn't happened yet. Rampage hasn't happened yet as of recording. So there's probably going to be another five matches added. And there isn't a title match on this card yet, so we'll probably... A world title match. Well, we there's there's be. many title oh, yeah, matches on the sorry, card. Sorry. A world title match. There will be a world title match like added probably tonight or Friday. I'm definitely tonight. We'll see. Well, we'll talk about it probably at the end. But we'll start out with the one pre-show match that they have listed, and that is Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston in their rematch from uh, New Japan's. What was that show called? Uh, Something Collision. Worlds Collide. No, that's the last show we just picked for. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was Global Collision or something like that. Yeah, that or, sounds right. It was, yeah. it, was, it was close to Worlds Collide, but it wasn't. Yeah. WWE obviously has that trademark. There were synonymous words. They just you know plug yeah. and play. But, uh, uh, 
Well, before we talk about this match, how about we talk about well, yeah, the fact that with the Sammy Guevara stuff? Yeah, and, and the fact that he was suspended and then unsuspended almost immediately. Which I, is is the AEW backstage just an absolute chaos right now? Is this turning into WCW? I don't mean to be Chicken Little here, but it sounds like it. I don't know. I don't know how it turns so fast. I don't know if they were just doing a better job of keeping it under wraps, and now that. WWE seems like a much better scenario. Like things are leaking more. I don't know. But yeah, the whole thing with, I mean, I like Eddie Kingston. I think he's a good wrestler. Like for who he is, like his character is perfect. And I know that he lives the gimmick. I know he's going out there and he isn't like putting on an act. He's legitimately being Eddie Kingston. And I really appreciate that. But when a wrestler cuts a promo <laughs> about you in the ring, like sometimes you should like look at it for what it is. Because apparently the whole altercation happened because Sammy Guevara called Eddie Kingston fat. And I mean, that seems like a legit thing for Sammy Guevara's character to do, but I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, I guess like blows were landed and yeah, he had had to be suspended for it. And originally that was supposed to be the match at all out. And then they just canceled it because they're probably worried that Eddie uh, Kingston is going to probably end up shanking Sammy Guevara in the match or something. Well, you're a wizard. I'm an arsonist. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think this is the better option. I just think it's wild because he should be suspended. So Eddie Kingston really probably shouldn't be having a match here on All Out. But now they're giving him a match, and it's a feature. I know it's pre-show, but Tomohiro Ishii, come on. It's a stone pit bull. I think if it wasn't in Chicago, like if it was like, I don't know, if it was double or nothing and they were in Las Vegas – I don't, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't have put him on the card, but like he has a large fan base in Chicago because of wrestling in the Midwestern like scene for so long, like East coast Midwestern is like his like area. So I don't know. I feel like that's probably why they did it. Uh, that's fair. All right. Well, uh, on that note, I'm going to pick uh Tamahiro Ishii, even though I know that Eddie King is going to win. But I'm picking Ishii because the Stone Pitbull deserves it more, and I want to see him give him the vertical drop rainbuster. I am actually going to go with Ishii too because I feel like they're going to give him a loss as like kind of a way of punishment. Slap uh, on the wrist, baby. Yep. So I guess the first match they have on the card is tournament final for the inaugural AEW Trios Championship, which they do not need another belt in this company, but still going to be probably a good match. We don't even know who's in it yet because the one the Dynamite Finals are on Dynamite tonight and the Rampage Finals are on Friday. So it is either between who we got here. It's between the winner of Dynamite Final, United Empire versus the Elite, which is going to be a very, very badass match, which it's, obviously it's Aussie I'm going to... They're Aussie Open. They're not the United Empire. Yeah, they are. It's Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. That's United Empire. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think they called it. Have they ever called themselves United Empire on Dynamite yes. TV? Oh. Yes, that's how they have them listed uh, in oh. the tournament. Oh, I mean, originally they didn't. They had it Will Ospreay and Aussie Open and never no, said United Empire. And then they come out to the music for United Empire. Yeah, fine. fine. I just say, I'm reading it right here. But uh, anyways, the, I'm going with the Elite winning that match and heading to All Out. Obviously. You know, it's going to be a pretty badass match, this show's match. And then the other one is between the Dark Order and Best Friends, which would have way less interest in that. But I don't even care, really. <laughs> wow. It doesn't matter. The elites are going to win the match. I don't care. Whoever they face, the elites winning the match is what I'm calling. Yeah. I think this is a bad pairing for the... I mean, it's probably going to be best friends. And you're going to get some fun with Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega. I mean, it'll be fun because best friends are good. But, like, they haven't really done a very good job, like, with the best friends lately, in my opinion. Now they're all tie-dye. And... Yeah. I... Uh, the elite are obviously going to be the first ever trios champions. So the minute Kenny Omega came back, every bit of intrigue kind of left this tournament. I feel like, and don't get me wrong, very excited to see Kenny Omega back. Nope. Also, I though, my, I've changed my pick. Yeah, but you can stay away. You want to say because you might have the opinion that I just remembered my opinion originally was. Fair enough. I, I was too much pot. <laughs> I was going to say Kenny Omega is still like obviously hurt right now, right? Oh yeah. I I don't think they're well, I don't want to say he's hurt. I just feel like he didn't give himself enough time to get back in ring shape because he had multiple surgeries, so I'm sure he wasn't working out, and I'm sure he was indulging on some tasty, tasty snacks that he probably wasn't able to while keeping up the schedule he was on. So, yeah, I'm I'm guessing that they wouldn't have cleared him to wrestle if he was still hurt. He's just not. He didn't take the time to get, like, jacked, like, uh, Dean Ambrose did when like he was out before he was John Moxley. Remember when he came back and he was just ripped? I do. Like, yeah, that didn't happen with Kenny Omega, and I think it was kind of apparent even with that shirt on. <laughs> but no, I'm not throwing shade on him though because I still think he had a great match. But like, yeah, to answer your question, I think that's what's happening. Okay, that's that's fair. I and this is no shade at Kenny Omega because I, you've seen how I look, people. I'm not an in-shape person, really. Yeah, but Me neither. Uh, Kenny Omega coming out in that shirt, I just got really bad Triple H vibes from when he came back and he was wearing the bike shorts for a while because he didn't want anyone to see. And Kenny Omega coming out in that long-sleeve shirt was just like, oh, man, you, maybe you shouldn't have done this then. Right, that, that was my first impression, too. But it was nice to see Michael Nakazawa again. Yes. I mean, Nakazawa. how much have we missed Mr. Nakazawa? I I am a mark for that man. We know. We all know, Diesel. And I also like Brandon Cutler. Okay. Before you forget again, what was your point that you remember that you wanted to So make? it's going to be, it's definitely going to be uh, Dark Order. Because Adam, yeah, Hangman's there. Yeah, Hangman Page. I totally forgot all about that. That's, yeah. So that I thought so as well. Yeah. But still. 
the elite are winning no matter what. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. But it, it throws that wrinkle in the whole thing. Like, yeah. Does, does Adam Hangman Page turn on the Dark Order? Is that how they win? I mean, you could. You could. And then you could have, I don't know, the Elite versus the Undisputed Elite. Because why would you change your name? I would keep it. My, I, would, I would keep it that even without the Young Bucks. I would still be the Undisputed Elite just to be dicks. Throw it right in their faces. Oh, you're the right? Elite? Well, we're actually the Undisputed Elite. So you can jog right on. If they, if they change it from the undisputed elite, I'll be very upset. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's that's a hundred percent good marketing to stay as the undisputed elite because especially after how Adam Cole, you know, took out the young bucks, we're better yeah. than you. We're undisputedly the elite. You're just the elite. Yep. I hope that's the way it goes. We're gonna they're gonna be their first opponents, aren't they? Oh yeah. 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 Okay, I'm excited. I'm I'm actually not too mad about these trios titles. They should have never done the um, all Atlantic one. It's just I'm sorry. Belts on, belts on, belts. Why didn't they just promote the Ring of Honor trios titles to being the AEW trios titles, and then just eliminate the Ring of Honor trios titles? Why do you have two sets of trios titles in one company? I know AEW and Ring of Honor are separate companies, but are they really? Nah, not really. Well, anyway, so we both have the Elite winning that match. Yep. The next match is another six-man tag match. It's kind of the theme a little bit. Maybe not. There's a couple of them. But it's uh, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, which I thought was a pleasant surprise because I thought it was going to be Satnam Singh. I think that's his name. And... Huh? Sanjay Singh, you know, Sanjay Dutt, Dutt, idiot. Um, yeah, so I got the big guy's name right for once. But uh, but no, it's the Motor City Machine Guns, which if you were to told me that it wasn't going to be those two and guess what tag team it would be, I don't think I would have guessed the Motor City Machine Guns just because they haven't wrestled in AEW. I just didn't want to thought of them. So I think this is going to be a pretty good match. It won't be as good of a match as they could have had with FTR versus the Young Bucks, maybe for the AEW championships, but uh, this one will still be a good match. So I know I, I still stand by my previous point that I don't think the TNT title should be defended on pay-per-views because it's called the TNT title. And I know Dynamite's now on TBS anyways, but that's neither here nor there. But... It's how ridiculous is it that FTR isn't in a tag team titles match and that they're in this kind of throwaway six man tag? Yeah, it's how ridiculous is it that they hold like all the other championships but not the AEW one? Like, how ridiculous is it that they took them out of the game? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I and like they're even saying that they're not even going to be like a DLC. It's like, I don't get it. Like, are they trying to push these guys away? Is it because of what Dak said last year that when his contract's up, he's going to take, he's going to sign with whoever offers him the most money? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, he's betting on himself, and FTR in 2022 have probably been my favorite thing in all of wrestling. So, why wouldn't you want to pay these guys? I don't get it. Just, yeah. Why? 
why why aren't they the AEW tag team champions why why aren't they challenging for the AEW tag team champions why why are they in this throwaway tag team match I I don't get it I I truly don't get it and I get it to the the pinnacle too yeah I know but the same with Wardlow like look how good he was being booked when he was going up against MJF and then afterwards it's like he's cooled off a lot it's yeah I don't know Jay Lethal is Jay Lethal. Uh, adding the Motor City Machine Guns actually raises his stock in like my interest in the match. It's going to be a good match. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's sad what we could have had instead. But it's I have obviously be FTR once, yeah, and Wardlow. Obviously. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. That There's no, once again, no intrigue in this match, which is why I think it's a throwaway match. I think that'll be fun. I think there'll be some cool spots. I guarantee Wardlow is going to catch Jay Lethal going for the lethal injection and toss him in a cool way because Wardlow's a badass. And maybe they'll, hey, actually, maybe they'll go for the lethal injection and somehow they'll counter it into the big rig. That'd be even more fun. I don't know exactly how, but you can figure out a way. It'd be like a reverse big rig. Yeah. I don't know. You can figure it out. That would be pretty interesting. I like your thoughts. But yeah. I'm going to think about it all day and see if I can make it work in my brain. But, but still, uh, throwaway match. Anyways, the, the next match is a four-way match for the interim AEW Women's World Championship match, which that was kind of a shocker. I didn't see that come in with Thunder Rosa last week just saying that she's going to be out for a while. I don't wow. even know what happened or when it happened. or but I don't you, know. It's, have you seen the speculation? About her having heat backstage and like Britt Baker and her not getting along and all that stuff. Yeah, and they're just, she's not actually hurt. They're just kind of sending her away to let everything cool off for a little while. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing, but at least they're doing the interim. I like that they do the interim rather than like just strip the belt. It makes it feel like that match last week with uh, CM Punk and Moxley felt cool because like you're unifying the belt so i don't know we don't need to talk about but, the match itself though because that was uh some weird stuff weird stuff weird stuff but i didn't i didn't hate it i liked the shock value of it i didn't i honestly went into that thinking for sure that uh punk was winning that match oh yeah so so them doing that i liked that they did that i liked the way that they did do it but we'll talk about that probably afterwards. But um, anyways, the four competitors in this interim AEW World Championship match are Tony Storm, Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Ooh, Brett's jacked. And, and two of the three, or two of the four are former AEW Women's Champions. So... Mm. Probably and, not the two that I, you would think either if you're not a watcher of AEW. At least one of the two out of these four. I don't know. I feel like, sorry to Jamie Hayter, but you're not going to win this match. But with it being a fatal four-way, it still leaves that maybe. Like, she could, like, sneak a win. And it's only for the interim championship. And maybe you could start something with Britt Baker. But, I mean, obviously, 
Tony Storm's going to win this match because that's where they were headed anyways. Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa. and Yeah, so I'm going with Tony Storm. I can see in a world where Jamie Hayter does win this match because I could see in a world where Tony Storm and Dr. Britt Baker are kind of battling each other and get distracted and Jamie Hayter like steals a victory somehow. And then we have a small feud between Tony Storm and Dr. Britt Baker before then she gets the interim belt. I don't know how long Thunder Rose is going to be out or anything like that. But I think you're right. The story they were going to tell was Britt Baker, or not Britt Baker, sorry, Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa. That, I think, is a money match right there. Tony Storm is awesome. So, yeah, I think I have to agree with you. I think Tony Storm wins this match. But caveat, if I had to pick a second, I'd pick Jamie Hayter to win. I feel like, I mean, they already had Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, and then they had that, like, mini, like, tag team run. I don't know. It just felt weird. I feel like Thunder Rosa hasn't really been a great women's champion, and we talked about a lot of it's because of her booking, but at the same time, she's kind of, she feels like she fell into this, like, laziness of booking, and I don't know what's going on backstage. I don't know. I think it'll be refreshing to see any one of these four women. Because even Sheeta was a good champion for a whole year. She Britt was. Baker was a great champion, but I just don't think if you put it on Britt Baker, then you're doing the same exact thing you did with Moxley. And I don't want to see them do that again. I feel like it would be better on Tony Storm. Yeah, I I will be most happy if anyone, but Britt Baker wins. And once again, not a slight on Britt Baker at all. I just think that, yeah, after the reign she already just had not that long ago, it's still not time. Her her feud is on cooldown still if you are playing the new WWE My Universe or My GM mode. Can't can't give her the belt back. It's on cooldown still. Yeah, her yeah. I mean, she's still doing great with what she's doing. Like, I don't know, maybe like if um Athena isn't the one to beat Jake Cargill, maybe you have Britt Baker do it. Like somewhere down the line, you know? Who knows? But the next match on the card is the casino ladder match. The winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. Didn't this used to be for the TNT Championship? Yeah, I thought I so. Yeah. Well, right, this is saying the World Championship. So we'll see. We're getting uh, a visit from Mabel. If you're hearing that bell, that's my kitty. But, um, yeah, they uh, say participants PBD, so don't even know who's in this match. I don't even know who to pick to win this match. I'm going to pick Christian. Hmm. I, nah, Christian has a match against Jungle Boy, so oh. I'm going to actually go stab in the dark, returning MJF. Oh, that that would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your answer. I'm gonna go back and pick MJF. Like, and he's not even gonna obviously be like listed as it, and they're gonna do like a Joker thing. Or yeah, they always do the Joker. He's gonna pull a Brock Lesnar and not even be in the match and come in there and climb the ladder and then grab the the chip. I think it is. Yeah, because it's a casino ladder match. So yeah. 
I mean, it might happen, might not. I think that at some point, MJF will be involved in this show, but we'll see. The yeah. uh, next match is a singles match, which I shouldn't be excited for, but I'm excited for just because it's wrestling. Um, it's Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. It's the Lionheart Chris Jericho versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson. And did you catch last week when uh, they were having their like promos in the ring that Brian Danielson almost called himself Daniel Bryan? He did. Like, I... He even does it. It's his own fucking name. It's been his name for his whole life. Dude, that'd be so hard, though. I mean, how many years was he Daniel Bryan? Like, you get so he used to saying it. Bryan, then he, like, caught himself and then yeah. changed it. And I thought that was, it makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. No, I did catch that. I was like, yes, all right. If he does it, then I don't have to feel bad about it myself. What's uh Who do you got in this match? I, I mean, if it was anyone else but Chris Jericho, this would be a no-doubter. Like, this would obviously be, especially with you know, how he's been booked lately. Like he's lost, he lost a friggin', um, why can't I think of his name right now? Daniel Garcia. And then he beat him in two out of three falls and everything. But still, like Chris Jericho, he can't lose here. But Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho and it's Lionheart Chris Jericho. Ah. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. All right. Before you pick. And then you'll probably like, you're right. It's, it's, Pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. Daniel Garcia is not really contemplating going to the combat, Blackpool Combat Club. And it's all a little ruse. And it's going to be played out in some sports entertaining way. And Chris Jericho is going to get the win. And and uh, Daniel Garcia is going to remain with the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that, that probably does make sense. Yeah, well, just uh, be different because we've agreed on basically everything else. I'm gonna take uh, Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. No, Daniel Bryan. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next match is for the AEW World Tag Team Championship match or championship. FTR. It, yeah. I wish it is Swerve in Our Glory. I mean, that'd be a fun match. Swerve in Our Glory versus FTR uh, versus the Claim, which I am excited for this match because of who's in it. But I mean, Swerve in Our Glory is going to win because the acclaimed, they don't need the championships. But I do like that they are now attached to Daddy Ass. Yeah. So, well, I mean, obviously the Gun Club is going to interfere in this match and cost the acclaim the match, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but even if like they would lose clean anyways, yeah, I feel like because they're kind of leaning away from the swerve in our glory breakup because they're champions now, which I feel is really weird that they even teased it and then gave them the belts. And I don't know, I like them as champions, and yeah, don't get me wrong, I and I liked the claimed our number one contenders, but like we said earlier, they did, it should be the young bucks versus FTR3. Like it just it should be, I, and FTR should go over that. this time. Yeah, FTR should be champs. They should have 
the belt collector like they they did it with kenny omega like as the world champion why have they not pulled the trigger and giving ftr the final set of belts they need come on AEW tag team championships they have all the rest of them already just makes sense i just i'm excited to see swerve in our glory versus the acclaim it's going to be a fun match be a lot of cool spots i do love uh shane swerve strickland and keith lee as a tag team they can do a lot of cool shit together and the acclaim are just getting better and better and better each and every week but i just think ftr should be in this match so i'm just annoyed it's one of those times where i'm just annoyed so i'm taking those swerve in our glory to win and retain and then hopefully next time it's you know swerve in our glory versus ftr yeah hopefully but uh, the next match is a grudge match between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. I forgot this match was on the card. That's why I picked Christian the first time. Yeah, I feel like this match should probably be a dynamite match. I don't know. I mean, it's okay, but like, I just don't feel it's Christian. Jungle Boy has mainly been a take team specialist and. The build has only been good enough for me to be like a special dynamite episode like match. Something I like that. I mean, I've really enjoyed Christian once again as a heel. I think he's underrated uh guy as a whole. I think he's actually a very solid, he could be a solid main eventer. I don't think he's your you know face of a company, but I think he's a real solid main eventer. And I do like that this match is on the card because I do think that that puts emphasis on the fact that this is a grudge match and this does make it a little more important than just a main event on a dynamite special. I Jungle Boy has to win though here. I think right now the problem I have biggest with AEW's booking is that it is the faces go over like every time. Every time the faces go over it feels like lately. And I don't know. I'm just I'm a little just sick of their booking and I feel like it's very it's very easy to determine who's going to win these matches right now. I am going to disagree with you. I think Christian is going to go over because he has control of Luchasaurus and he has this whole time. And yeah, I feel like that's the road they're going to go down. And I think Christian's going to win this match. And that's what makes me feel like it should only be a dynamite match instead of pay-per-view match. Cause I think that's the way it's going to go. I don't think, I don't think you can build Jungle Boy's star. Like, you can't, his star doesn't rise with this match. That's why I don't think it should be on pay per view. See, but, I don't, I disagree there. I think a beating Christian does raise it, his star. It could, though. Like, the match hasn't happened yet. And, like, I mean, they're not going to have a five star classic, but, like, what if they did? You know, and then, like, call me stupid next week but i don't know i'm not very excited because i just the way i think it's gonna go i think christian's gonna win and it doesn't really do anything for jungle boy i guess it doesn't really hurt him but it doesn't make him better and i feel like jungle boy is just kind of like stuck in this position and i don't know how you get it get him out of it because like basically he can't be he can still be called jungle boy but he can't be tarzan anymore if you want him to go forward like otherwise he's going to be stuck where he's at forever and he's never going to be a big star which he has the potential to be 
I do agree. I, I think his gimmick does need an overhaul if he's ever going to be truly classed a main eventer, but that's okay. I mean, that some of the promos he's cut for this uh, feud they haven't been very good. Like, And he did try and actually I mean, kill him. He did a better man. job than me, that's for sure. But, like, they just don't sound the greatest for promos. When Christian, who is one of the better promos in the history of professional wrestling, he's just, he's running circles around him. And it's, it's a little, that's kind of, I don't know. There's a lot of things about this match. It's just, I'm not very excited about, but I'm kind of not excited about the next match either. Even though I feel like they're just putting matches on here to put matches on here. Like this one probably should have already happened just because this like started a couple weeks ago and with all the special dynamites they've had lately, it could have already happened, but Ricky Starks versus powerhouse Hobbs. I understand why it's at the pay-per-view, but the, they haven't been really building that great. This, I don't know. It's, it's been a really weird build. I don't know. I, I feel Taz being on commentary, it makes it even weirder for me just because he's acting like he doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to be impartial and like almost acting like Team Taz isn't a thing or was never a thing. And it's just it's really weird. I think that takes part of it out of it. But I don't know. What do you what do you think about this match? Now, this match, I do think should, because this isn't as much of a grudge as I feel like the Jungle Boy Christian like has been built as. This is still like simmering, and I don't think it should be a pay-per-view match yet. This this should have been held to either the next pay-per-view or like one of the big actual special Dynamites that they do instead of just these weekly ones where we just rename Dynamite each and every week. Mm-hmm. So... For this match, this I do. I like how you're saying it's matches to have matches on the card. Self-editing. We talk about it constantly with AEW for their pay-per-views. You don't need to have a five-hour show. You don't need a four-and-a-half-hour show. You don't need 10 to 15 matches on your card for these pay-per-views. I know you only have like the big four a year for them, but that means that you make the matches so much more important when you do self-edit. Instead, it does just feel like you're just throwing everything at the wall and everyone gets a pay-per-view match. That doesn't make them feel special. That just makes it feel like a longer dynamite then. Yep, and I agree. And I do like both of these men. I like Ricky Starks because he he naturally was turning. Like, he was getting cheered. And so, like, a guy like him, you have to kind of just, like, go with that. Because he has this charisma, and I think he's going to be a very good babyface. I like that Hobbs turned on him, and I like the reason he turned on him. It makes sense. I just I do feel like feel like they could have had this match elsewhere, even though it is a big like grudge match because they were tag team partners, and I don't know. It's going to be a good match, but I feel for some reason feel like. Powerhouse Hobbs is going to win this match, and he's probably going to attack the neck just like that promo. Like, Ricky Starks, if you compare Ricky Starks to Jungle Boy in promos, like, Ricky Starks is so much better than Jungle Boy. Ricky Starks is a great promo, and, like, his promo when he was talking about how they were best friends and, like, when he hit him, he hit him in his neck, and he knows he broke his neck, and, like, he was, like, crying during this. That was a good promo. Like, 
I think that's how it's going to end. I think Powerhouse Hobbs is going to hit him in the neck, and then he's either going to like pass out, or like he's going to put a submission hold on him, or something. But it's going to involve something like that, and Powerhouse Hobbs is going to get the win. I do. I agree with you on this one. I think Powerhouse Hobbs wins this one because I think this feud definitely has to keep on going. And Ricky Sark just vanquishing Powerhouse Hobbs here this early on, though it would make, you know, Ricky Sark's as a babyface go, you know, woo, he's more powerful. The babyface needs to get beat down a little bit more to really give you that cathartic feeling of Ricky winning. I think you're right. I think Powerhouse Hobbs focuses on the neck, kind of wrestles like an asshole the whole match and gets the victory. Okay, so the last match that's on Wikipedia's card here is a singles match for the AEW TBS Championship, which is Jade Cargill versus Athena. And I'm sure you feel the same way that this should be wrestled for on TV, and I kind of do as well. Like, these matches, like TBS Championship and TNT Championship, should always be like the main event of their battle of the belts. Like, I don't think that you should like maybe every now and then maybe make an AEW championship match, but like, I don't know. I feel like they should be the main focal point because of the TV championships. And that's like a TV pay-per-view. But anyways, I feel weird about this one. I feel like they have lost their patience with Jade Cargill in a weird way because she lost uh, smart Mark Sterling and was with Stokely Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway. That's why I was putting it together. There you go. But now he's not even really with her and she's just with the baddies and like it's just it's getting weird and I feel like Athena is kind of being booked the same way as Ruby Soho and I don't know. So I wonder if now is the time they're going to finally take it off of her. And my gut is telling me it's going to be Athena. My head is saying it's going to be Jay Cargill just because she's been booked so strong. But like, it's, it's, I don't know. It feels like it's not working anymore. They should have never taken smart Mark Sterling from her. Like he was really good with her because he was her mouthpiece, and then she would just tell Tony to cut the shit, and like it was awesome. And then it was yeah. awesome. But now it's just like she feels lost, and I don't know. I don't know. It just feels. Is I don't know. It just feels weird. The TBS title felt like something different for a while, and now it just kind of feels like they lost direction. So I'm gonna go with Athena. They're probably going to try to maybe reset things. Yeah, I feel like they keep almost doing really well with these TNT and TBS championships. Like, and, and once again, don't get me wrong. We're just fans. So we, I, you know, they know better than us because they've been doing it for so long. So, you know, maybe they have better longer term plans and everything. But it is your television championship, it feels like, for both your men's and your women's. Like, Having those defended on TV and then having the big belts defended on pay-per-views, like, and every once in a while, as you said, you can do it on a special dynamite or everything like that. But doing it that way makes both of the belts and everything seem so much more prestigious and gives you clear definition between the difference between a special dynamite and an actual pay-per-view. Because 
you just keep blurring the line more and more like the pay-per-views which usually like the first few years felt like the biggest things ever like the four pay-per-views a year was like such a breath of fresh air because everything on them felt so dynamic and important and unmissable and now as it just you keep muddying the water by adding more and more matches to each of these pay-per-views and more and more throwaway kind of belts and feuds and the fact that the tbs championship like is the last match listed on here and there's not even a world title match listed yet on wikipedia and you know they're going to add one on dynamite or on rampage and they're going to add at least one more match there'll be 12 matches on this pay-per-view which is absolutely ridiculous and i think that for who wins this match jade cargill has been great as tbs champion i really want to enjoy it more it has kind of fizzled out unfortunately and i do think you're right i think they're going to pull the trigger and athena's going to get the win and hopefully they will do better on this reset of the tbs championship and i don't know what you do with jade cargill though after this i know that's the thing that sucks because they built her up with this like undefeated streak but then like losing the belt makes her automatically just feel like a mid carter and it almost feels like she's not like worthy of the belt even though she being she held it for a year it it's a really weird thing like they really messed up the psychology of this whole thing and i don't know why they did that because it was working so well i don't know why they like the second she lost smart mark sterling is when it started going downhill yeah. Just, I don't know. She's but, gotten somehow less important by holding a title belt, which doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't like the TVS championship should be like the stepping stone to being the like, you know, actual AEW women's champion. But at the start of the TVS championship run with Jade Cargill, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Whenever she's done with this belt, she's definitely going to be ready to challenge for the AEW women's championship. Now I feel like as this reign is, you know, kept on going, that we need to restart we need to just redo this whole damn thing like this is not ready and we need to then not in i by her fault either she's done what she's been told to do it just fell apart I know. it is it's yeah like when AEW has bad booking it's bad booking like yeah. there's no doubt about it they have a lot of good booking but they also start to ignore like their weaknesses or they forget about stuff. And it is like WWE, like GM or whatever in uh, WWE 2K22, GM mode. Like she went cold because they forgot to tend to her fire. You know, like they were like worrying about other things, making sure embers were still burning other places. And then they forgot about her. And now she's just, she's, yeah. I don't know. It's the best way I can think about it. But, Fires out. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we should talk about probably the AEW World Championship. Yeah. And what do you think is going to happen? Like, it's already going to be obsolete by the time this comes out because everyone's going to know and we're probably going to be semi-right. But yeah. I feel like we're not going to know. They're going to have something up their sleeve. So, I don't know. I mean... Do we just do a rematch, um, like Punk versus Mox again at All Out? I feel like that would not feel special at all, really. Even though they didn't really have a match, it was like three minutes and something. 
and the match, the way the match started out, it started out looking like it was going to be a really good match. Like they just went like they went at it right away. But then, yeah, the whole foot thing. I don't know. Like I feel obviously both of them are going to be in the match. It's probably going to be one on one because I don't think they're going to add Hangman. And it's in Chicago. Yeah. So it's like he's going to win. Punk's going to win, right? And so. So why do we do this? We bring MJF out. And yeah. like, what if, what if they announce like during the casino ladder match, because it's now the winner receives a future AEW world championship match. It's basically money in the bank. And MJF comes out and cashes in on, uh, CM Punk. Punk. Yeah. In Chicago, which I mean, I hate one night cash ins, but I'm like, if that's the way they did a one night cash in, I mean, that's probably the perfect way to do it with like the perfect person to do it with in the perfect place against the perfect person. <laughs> but if they did it, if if they announced that before they have the no casino, direction after that, I don't if yeah. they like, and also if they, the shock value. if they do that as well. Before the casino battle royal starts, they like announce this fact. It's it's gonna be so obvious, right? Like I don't I don't think the shock value will be there then. Right, so yeah, yeah, they wouldn't announce that. But then he's gonna come out at the end and say, "I want my match now." After CM Punk's like limping around and just got beat to hell by John Moxley, he's obviously gonna be bloody because every match that CM Punk has had since coming back last year, he's bled. And John Mox loves bleeding Punk's as well. Be so in Chicago, and he's not going to be able to say no. And yeah, if that happens, and that's the way All Out ends, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get down on my hands and knees, and I'm going to be like, I'm not worthy because I think that would be a pretty good ending. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't know where they would go after that. I feel like there would be a lot of holes to fill after that. But if that's the way they ended it, like. I'm not gonna be mad. Would so, you be mad? And in a little bit of a way, I'd be mad because by that we would then have three champions in the span of two weeks. Yeah, but yeah, but if the plan was always to have MJF win right here, and they have a plan for after this, I don't know. But then, why it's, do we do the match on Dynamite? That's well, that's I mean, what I want to know. I don't think you can look at it as having a, a, a champion, three champions in the span of two weeks, because technically Moxley's been champion since Forbidden Door. And, you know, like CM Punk's been gone, but Moxley, I still looked at him as being champion. You know, he defended the belt. Like he felt like the champion. So I wouldn't say that him unifying the title is the moment he won the championship. I think it retroactivates back to Forbidden Door. Would you not agree? I don't know. I don't. I I I just feel that the AEW yeah, well, championship. Well, look at though... it, like, I mean, put it to you this way too. Like, so when his career said and done, would you add those days to total number of days of being champion? From Forbidden Door until last week's Dynamite. No, I don't think I would. Wouldn't? Be- no, because like by the interim rules, 
I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'd actually I'd have to really think about that. I would I would have to look into the rules of like how boxing does it for their interim champions or UFC. Do they count as full championships until you unify the championship? I just don't know. I don't know. I think they do. I think they're just basically like this guy can't fight, so we need a champion. You're our champion until this guy comes back, and then we're having a title match, and there can only be one champion. I feel like interim is just a dirty word that they put in front of champion. But then, like, okay. it makes them feel less special. But this, the thing is, they're still champion. It still says champion. All right, but hold on. So Which say retro- Moxley was here. He tell you. So say retroactively, say Mox actually loses to Punk. Then do you just retroactively not count those championship days since it was like, oh, you never would have won that match anyways? No, because I guess retroactively was the wrong way to put it because I think you would still, like I just said, you're still champion. It's just, I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. I wish that I could explain it better. I'm telling you, if Moxley was here, he'd tell you, he'd tell you I'm right. I'm sure, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would tell me. I... But. It's CM Punk versus Mox again at All Out, and I just, I'm just annoyed that they did the unification match at all on Dynamite. It makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't know what story you're trying to tell here. They have a larger thing, which I mean, track record of professional wrestling, they never have a larger thing. They never do, but there's always the hope that they will, and that's how they keep us going, and that's how they sell these pay per views, like. With, because like you got to believe that there's something larger, and that's part of the reason why you want to watch. You know, do you want to not? Do you not want to watch because you don't know? Like even though it's a rematch, you still think in the back of your mind something else. There's got to be something else. So I gotta watch to see what happens. You know what I mean? Like it's actually kind of smart in a way. I think it's like okay. I'll give you credit with like. All in all, it is stupid that they had the match first. You're right. But, I mean, it's still a good way to sell tickets or sell pay-per-views. Yeah, and this could all be for naught because, as we say, we record this before Dynamite happens. And so by the time you're listening to this, Dynamite happens, and it's going to be John Moxley versus uh, Takashita for the AEW World Championship just for shits and gigs. That's And that's what's going to be the match. Yeah, well, I mean, that'd be awesome because their match on Rampage was really good. It was. But... Uh, I don't know. It, and by like AEW logic, they don't do or they, they're not supposed to do automatic rematch. They don't have an automatic rematch clause. So wouldn't that mean in the rankings, CM Punk would drop down and they should just go with whoever's number one fucking contender because they have these rankings that they never fucking follow, but they talk about all the time? Probably. Who would be number one contender by the rankings, you think? I don't even know. And you know it's not Adam Cole because he's gotten his ass beat lately. Yeah, Hangman probably would have fallen down after losing the championship. Who's won I a mean, bunch? Wardlow. Yeah, but he's, but he's CNT. CNT yeah, he's CNT champion. So, um, I have no uh, idea who else has won enough singles match. Orange Cassidy. I mean, he lost to Will Osprey, but I mean, you would say Chris Jericho, but he just lost. So, no. I mean, technically, he had I his shot. Don't. That is a really good question. Pac? I don't even know. 
I don't even know what the rankings are right now, but like that is actually a really good question. I don't think anybody on this card qualifies as like number one contender right now. Alistair Black? Malachi, sorry. Maybe he'd be up there. Hmm. I don't know. There we Darby go. Darby Allen, maybe. Oop, yeah. Darby Allen wins a Darby lot. Darby Allen never loses. Yeah. Which is weird. He never loses. Darby I mean, Allen. But I'm not complaining Mox. about it either. I'm not complaining about it. When they had their match, it was fucking badass. And I bet you they could even do it better. There we go. That'll be our all-out main event. Darby Allen versus Mox. The number one contender, Darby Allen. I wouldn't be mad about it. Book it. Book it. I'd actually be happier about that than uh, Punk versus Mox, probably. Just because I'm so still annoyed about it being a dynamite match right now. Yeah, they should do like a Ambrose Asylum match, too. But not like the exact same way. But like, you know what I mean? Just basically a hardcore match. Call it Mox Murder House. Yeah, there you go. It's on pay-per-view. They they do it. It's yeah. AEW. Yeah, we can call it the Mox Murder House on pay-per-view. It's fine. You have to pay for this. Children aren't watching, obviously. They don't have money. That's really all we got for All Out because, yeah, we don't know what else is going to happen. What else are going to set up tonight and Friday night? And uh, I feel exhausted just thinking about watching this show already. It's like they need to – I liked – the WWE shows, because I feel like they're not adding anymore. Maybe SmackDown will add another match to uh, Clash at the Castle. But like I feel like seven matches is a doable card for a show. Six matches are even better. Like I'm excited for both. I think I'm more excited for Clash at the Castle and Worlds Collide than I am All Out. I don't have too much excitement for All Out this year. This is the least excited I've been for All Out since it's creation and i am also in agreement that right now i am more excited for clash of the castle and uh worlds collide and i don't care people come at me oh you're just you know being a wwe mark you just switch back no i'm just looking at the things uh, empirically and those two cards seem to have more interest to me and i think honestly the wrestling is going to be better on those two shows for a lot of those matches but i mean that being said last uh year all out was like the best pay-per-view AEW's ever put on. So, and I I remember not being like super jacked about it. I mean, there were some things I was excited about, but I don't know. I just didn't think about where we're where we were at. Being hindsight now, seeing what's happened in the last year from last year's All Out, it's nuts. It's crazy. Adam Cole. Brian Danielson debuted last year at All Out, and since then, AEW is a totally different place. It is. It's the pro wrestling. Pro wrestling in 2022 is just a wild, crazy landscape that has just... It's a roller coaster, folks. I I don't know what else to say. I can't... I From this point last year, if you told me right now that I would be more down on AEW than WWE and also looking forward more to the WWE pay-per-view that's on the same weekend as All Out, I would have laughed in your face. And I would have gone, you are on some good drugs and I would like to buy some from you. That is crazy. This wrestling world is an ever-changing 
whatever. It just it's nuts. <laughs> twenty twenty two, like it will forever go down as like a year that changed everything. When you look back in the history of wrestling, like there will be a asterisk twenty twenty two, like this is what happened. Oh yeah! Like I can't believe that the Cody Rhodes news isn't the biggest news of the year. To be honest with you, twenty twenty two, the year that changed the landscape of pro wrestling, and will I guess see for the good or the worse? Who knows? We gotta wait. All right. Well, make sure you hit us up on the Twitter machines and tell us how wrong we are about everything, and also what uh, we were wrong about for the main event of All Out before it happens. Since you know. We record this before Dynamite happens. But that's all we have for predictions. So, monkeys in the back, hit that sound effect, and let's head into that final segment. All right, Diesel. That sound effect means, always and forever, it is now time for final thoughts. So what have you for us this week, my man? Uh, my final thoughts are it's getting really close to football. We had our fantasy draft last week for your league. And before we started recording, we both looked at our draft grades. And, of course, got an A-plus, which means I'm doomed. I can't – I, like – I honestly tried to draft this year to not get an A. Like, cause I get an A every draft I do. I can't believe they gave me an A plus. Like, I literally, I took so many receivers, and like limited myself on running backs. So they'd be like, "Oh, well, you're really weak at running back, so you get like a B or something like that." But they gave me a fucking A plus. I can't believe it. Uh, but, anyways, we got our other draft this Sunday, which is at. Your place, and yeah, I'm excited. House. I'm excited because everyone's going to be there except for Al, which sucks. It would be great because it would be the first time that all of us are together since, I think, JR's 30, for, or 31st birthday? 30th birthday, was I it? I think it was his 30th birthday. Yeah, it was 2019. Oh, my God. That'd be the first time all of us were together in like three years, over wow. three years. That's that's nuts. It sucks. It'll happen soon. It's going to happen soon. But uh, we're going to have seven of the eight members of the league there to do a live draft, which I'm excited for. Wish we could do the board and do it like old school. And But I don't know. I feel like it's going to get really heated. And as we've been talking about doing this for like – a long time now. I think I looked and we've been doing this league for eight years. I think that's what it said in our stats. Yeah. And I think since like year seven or like year two or whatever, seven years ago, we decided like we talked about doing live draft and it's never happened. And I can't believe it's actually happening this year. And I'm I'm scared. I'm scared to be in that room. <laughs> it's going to get feisty. Because uh, it, it gets feisty in the comments and now I'm not having to comment and like <laughs> – you're gonna get like immediate feedback. Yeah, oh, you dummy. You, you gotta dummy. Push your weapons away. You should make. If you should definitely like be a referee and pat people down. Make sure like <laughs> it's a fair fight, dude. Especially Jr. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to make sure there's no dance contests, uh, no butcher knives lying about. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Fantasy football. I'm going to lose again, but it's going to be a wild ride. And you all will have the pleasure of hearing about it, I'm sure. Each and every week once it actually starts. Uh, anything else from you this week, Diesel? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Since my birthday, it's just it's been weird. I've been off since my birthday. Like, because I took off on a Tuesday. And, like, my days, I've never... I, don't feel like the appropriate day anymore. And like, I can't get back on the right schedule and it's starting to freak me out. Somebody fucked with your timeline. Yep. Uh, Yeah. For my final thoughts, I cannot wait for the draft on Sunday. going to be a lot of fun having everyone over to my house besides diesel and JR. It'll be all the rest of their first time here at the cave. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Yeah. I forgot JR was at your house. Did you give him the tour? I did give him the tour, yes. Uh, but yeah, I uh, really don't have anything else that's really going on this week or weekend. Just getting excited for football and kind of once this weekend's over, I have stuff going every other weekend in September. So just going to watch a whole bunch of wrestling this weekend and draft some football teams. It's going to be fun. So Diesel, some social media stuff so we can get on out of here. You can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad underscore mine or at VFTR2PO. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram by searching View from the Top Rope Official. You can follow us on YouTube by searching View from the Top Rope. A view from Top Rope at gmail.com is where our email addresses, I guess. And then you can follow Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at VizGlobalMedia. VisionariesGlobalMedia at gmail.com is where you want to send your podcast and to get reviewed, added to the network, because that's not, honestly, that's what's going to happen. Do I need to have another sunset on this thing and let, like, give you a timeline? Or, because, like, we need, we need you to start, like, sending in podcasts. So, Send it to visionariesglobemedia at gmail.com and all your friends will be asking you, where can I hear your podcast? And you'll be like, oh, well, I heard Diesel say at the end of VFTR 2.0 that we're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundKnife. Nope. Nope. It's PodKnife and Podable. Son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, I would listen to a podcasting platform called SoundKnife. And uh, po- po- copyright, patent pending, as we used to say. Yeah. Oh, man, Diesel. I can't wait uh, till you just get that without any hiccups anymore. You got the yips, man. You just can't. You get so close each time. Yeah, I don't know. I almost, yeah, I almost fucked up more than you even realized. I don't know how it did happen. Like some other words almost came out of my mouth. Like they had nothing to do with this podcast at all. And my job because I had to look down when I was talking and I saw notes in front of me that it would have been weird if I would have said out loud, but it almost happened, but it didn't. So we're good. Well, on that note, we thank you all so much for listening to this madness that we call a podcast. Please make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, subscribing, upping, reposting, whatever 
you do on the podcasting platform you use to make sure more and more people hear our dulcet tones and VFTR 2.0 can spread farther and farther. As always, I have been Chad. He has been Diesel. Please, everyone, be kind to each other out there. We are all just humans trying to survive on this blue orb that we call Earth, so there's no reason to be a dick about it. Just be nice. And always remember, truly remember this, to climb up high and enjoy VFTR 2.0.